This is Byron Lazine and Nicole White, and you are tuned into episode 235 of The Real Word. Word is up. You must have had your Wheaties this morning. Wheaties? I feel like that's... I don't I don't eat cereal. Sorry. Nope. I this is like sugar the, in I a bowl. I feel like it's the most energy I felt in my ears in like weeks. Well, I should start eating my Wheaties according to the scale. I'm down quite a bit of weight. I I heard. You're, you're, uh, you lost it and I found it. You found it? Yeah, I don't think you found I, that much weight. I lost a lot of weight. I don't know. I actually don't know where I lost it from. I'm I don't know where you lost it, right it from now. either. I think it's bullshit, but I love it. Congratulations. We, we had a little dinner, a little leadership dinner with the real estate team the other night and you were you were upset about all the weight I lost. I was upset. You, uh, I, I, I could feel the, uh, you know, I was the up- judging. <laughs> the judging. Yeah. What does it, that even mean? I, I'm trying to think back onto it because you announced it before the meeting. I mean, before the dinner, you announced it at the meeting. Hmm. hmm I was judging you. Yeah. You forced me into a cre- creme brulee after dinner. I mean, I don't I have to oppose. force you to do creme brulee ever. I never All have right. to make you do that. Let's get into it. We've got two rackets, as always, and then we have our new segment, Left, Middle, Right. We'll reframe it for anybody that didn't see last week's episode. It was our first time doing the Left, Middle, Right segment, which replaces the Marketeer of the Week. We've got a whole bunch here to talk about, starting off here with racket number one. Builder confidence plunges to a new low following eight months of decline. So the builder confidence in the market for newly built single family homes fell six points in August to 49. This is according to data released Monday by the National Association of Home Builders. This is the lowest level, Nicole, since May 2020 at the pandemic's onset. The index fell below a break-even score of 50. This is according to the National Association of Home builders. Let's go through like the area demographics uh, or the areas in which the regions, rather, not demographics, but the regions uh, mm-hmm. declines. They all decline. Northeast falling nine points to 56, Midwest plummeting 11 points to 51, the South dropping seven points to 63, and the West declining 11 points to 51. So the South is. I guess the most optimistic, according to builders, at 63. Everybody else is closer to 50. And overall, uh, we are sitting at 49. And it's been eight months of decline. They're pointing towards this uncertainty in construction costs, which continue to go up. And of course, the rising interest rates, which have somewhat, I guess, stabilized as of late, just right around that five mark. Uh, Nicole, what does this mean for just mindset of the buyer in today's market, whether they're looking for new construction or not? What's this mean for buyers? Well, I mean, I think, and I I hate saying this because I feel like every time we're sitting here, we're always like, yeah, a few weeks ago we chatted about this. I do think that this is, again, agents' opportunities to really sort of lean into like the education side. Um, again, I, I think everybody is uncertain right now, whether it's building, whether it's buying, whether it's your job, whether it's saving. I mean, when you what? say education, would you break down the cost of these resale homes and that they are still significantly lower than the cost of a new construction home and the value you can get by buying resale single family homes? 
is was that a question? I'm sorry you broke question. out. Is that yeah. what, is that what you would break down? Well, I mean, I I think I think you I think yeah, I mean, I think you could certainly do that, but I do also think though that with with the inventory being so like you know limited at this point, especially in, again in the we're, I'm really just talking mostly about the Northeast. You know, I, I think it's but, also but it's in many areas. I mean, Tom Tool just said it on uh, Monday's Over Ask Pod. If you watch that, Tom said in in the Philadelphia yep. area, one and a half months of inventory. In the comments, where are you at in months of inventory in your market? Yeah, because I still think that there's an opportunity here for buyers to get a home that they want. That is, again, buyers still want the bling. I mean, you're. I'm still mm. walking through homes that you know maybe they don't have the the central air or the master bathroom, and people are are they're not jumping on all these homes anymore. So there is still 100% an opportunity here for buyers to get into it. But yeah, I mean, I I guess it could go either way. I mean, I, I that's but that's our job though, right? But, like the job is to show both sides of the coin like yeah you can get something you know at a at a, at a, a resale home maybe for a, a better cost and, and certainly quicker um but again i do think that there is an upside on building still for for people that are looking for that yeah i i agree with you that uh we're still we're still so short on the supply that we still need builders to build this is an unfortunate number uh this builder confidence index because it might slow down the building process. We know we need more inventory in the long term. When you're talking about many markets at less than still two months of inventory, th there was a report recently that we just hit a 12 year low for new listings, like new listings continue to go down. And I, I just want to make sure I have that right. Cause when it came out of my mouth, Nicole, it, it, yeah, it, felt, didn't, it didn't feel good. It felt, it felt a little wrong. dirty. It felt dirty. Uh, uh, it didn't feel dirty. <laughs> no, it didn't feel dirty, but it, it did feel wrong. I'm just going to look it up real quick. I believe, where did I see that? Uh, da, 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 da. But but listen, new listings are way down. There's not much inventory. Uh, okay, new, new listings dropped 12%. So that's the largest decline in more than two years, not 12 years. So let me just, little auto you were close correct. though. A little there was, auto correct there. The number 12 was in that sentence. I knew the number 12 because I was looking at it today. New listings have dropped 12%. So it's not like, okay, builders are slowing down. Yes, for sure. Their confidence is down, but it's not like homeowners are seeing that as an opportunity to go and rush and get their house to the market. Nicole, what I predicted in the spring is coming true. Okay. And I'm not going to do a victory lap here because oh, it's not you something- you love doing the victory. You, it, it, it is something you love doing. It's not something I love doing. It's not something I've wanted to do because it's, it's not great for the overall health of the market. But what I said in the spring is we're gonna go into a cold war of sorts in this real estate market. What does a cold war mean? It means people are sitting on the sidelines. Jerry uh, Kotner said in a statement, he is the NAHB chairman. And in a troubling sign that consumers are now sitting on the sidelines due to higher housing costs, the August buyer traffic number in our builder survey was 32. So buyer traffic, and if you're doing open houses right now, hit the like button if you're seeing less than expected traffic. It's weird. There's no inventory. Uh, real estate is still in, in, in good demand, but yet the traffic is really low. So mm -hmm. is the demand really that high? It is the lowest level since April 2014 for buyer traffic. 
with the expect uh, exception of spring 2020 when the pandemic first hit, obviously take that out be- right. because nobody was going Nobody's outside. Yeah. So sideline sitting, Bil- if builders sit on sideline, we're just pushing the can down the road of this For inventory sure. issue. Sellers are sitting on the sideline. Buyers are sitting on the sideline because they finally have that first bit of reprieve. Like, oh, oh, uh, I don't have to just rush into the offer. I there'll be a new listing to. I can make an offer in a week. It's not selling in two hours. It's selling in two to four weeks. Now we're normalizing a little bit. But as we get to normal market, we get to a state. Uh, we we have in between here and normal market. We do have a state of a little bit of sideline sitting, what I've coined the cold war of real estate. It's happening. Uh, and I just I just want to say, Nicole, go back. We'll, we'll, I'll probably cut it up on IG. Of course I was, you will. Mm-hmm. I was probably or have Bobby right do it. You'll that. probably have Bobby do that, right? Nicole, CNBC, dangerous <laughs> territory, according to investor Peter Bakvar. He warns the recess, recession is spreading into other parts of the economy. And he references what we're talking about right now, this National Association of Home Builders slash Wells Fargo Housing Market Index, which dropped into this negative territory in August. We said it was the eighth month. Tighter monetary policy from Federal Reserve and persistently elevated construction costs have brought on a housing recession. Okay, so this investor here on CNBC, he wants to back up his claims a year ago that this recession is... We know it's here. Okay, the recession's here. It's hard. Uh, it's going going to maybe even get harder. But he wants to really double down on his prediction because he wants to do a victory lap in a year like I just did one. And he's saying we're just in the beginning. So I'm not, I'm not aligned with this investor. We're not in a housing recession. We're in an economic recession. Two different things. We're in a normalizing housing market, but I'll be the first to say I don't align with Peter Bakvar, who warns this recession is now a housing recession. This is an economic recession, not a housing recession. He wants to be right. He says, though, that we're just in the beginning. If we're talking about the economic recession, I would say that that's probably true, but it doesn't mean that housing is going to fall off some cliff. We are not anybody that is working with buyers right now. Hit the hit the thumbs up button if it's a lot harder to get a loan right now than it was during the mortgage crisis. These are two different markets. Continue to help educate your community on the differences. Nicole, overall, the builder confidence, is it a racket or not? Do, do they have a right to be worried? I mean, I think, again, I think... I, 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 and again, I, I, the word confidence, again, do they, I'm, they're still building at the end of the day. So I don't think it's stopping them. Mm. I think it, you're saying no, you're, you think. No, they I, are. No, they, yeah. I mean, in, in the South and certainly in the South, they're still building for sure. I mean, there's still, I mean, I have a bunch of buyers that are under contract for new construction right now. I mean, they're still building. I mean, these are, they're obviously building houses that went under contract probably seven, eight months ago. Um, but again, I, I still think they're going to build, obviously their confidence, like their, you know, sort of the uncertainty of what is, is probably there. But I don't know. I, I I think at the end of the day, buyers are still going to want new construction. Yeah, I think I think long term, you're right. People are going to continue, especially as as this big, the largest buyer generation 
that is millennials right now right. continues to age up, continues to buy homes, they will be looking for. And as rents continue to go up, yeah. I mean, I've been looking at rents for my brother-in-law and it's like, you're, uh, dude, stay home. Like you're almost <laughs> better off staying in your mom's basement. I mean, yeah. it's, it's crazy. Yeah, it, it is crazy. People need a lot of help right now because it is, it is an unaffordable situation. Agents out there, you can go ahead and provide that help by sure. being the expert in your market. And you can also help yourself by looking into what Virtue Desk can offer for your business. Nicole, we're going to do, I don't know, just shy of a thousand transactions with the Connecticut team this year. Yep. And I think people would be surprised to know how many VAs, virtual assistants that we use. We have virtual assistants from Virtue Desk. They're the yes, best in the business. Mm -hmm. And our entire transaction team, in fact, is virtual assistants. They are VAs. They are on the money. They are they are smart, they're intelligent, and, and they they're always answering you. It doesn't matter like if it's the morning, in the middle of the day, at night, in the middle of the night. I mean, there is always a response. It's always getting done. It's always being processed and it's quick. And the best yeah. thing about hiring a virtual assistant is you can literally interview virtual assistants as many as you'd like for basically free, for absolutely free. You get into the process, you get to interview, and they set up the interviews. So what does that mean? You don't have to go spend a whole bunch of money trying to recruit and find talent for your business. Take like uh, the, the, the heavy work that you shouldn't be doing that's not an income producing activity. Right now you wanna right. be going deep on your database. So get a virtual assistant to take care of the rest. You, they're gonna set up the interviews for you. You're going to be able to go through that process. So make sure you go to the link below and at least start interviewing. One one thing that we do really well, Nicole, is that we interview ahead of even having to make the hire. We talk about, we were just doing this Friday, yep. me, you, and, and uh, the leadership team. We're like, okay, and we were actually just doing it yesterday too. We're like, okay, should we, should we hire this position? We don't really need it, right. but should we do it anyways because we know we're growing and we're going to need it and we don't want to be behind, behind when we actually need it. You can start to interview now for these needs that you have in your business. Virtue Desk, the link below. They're the best in the business. Get yourself a VA today to today. change your business. All right, racket number two. number two. Inman put this together uh, off of the heels of Inman Connect Las Vegas. They had a whole bunch of people together and, uh, you know, obviously CEOs and, and all kinds of real estate professionals. And so they put together what they're calling the industry blueprint for a changing market. It's really a compilation of a whole bunch of uh, advice and tidbits broken up into three different categories from industry leaders, prop tech, agents, and brokers. We're going to highlight two of these from each category and say if we think this is, they are a racket or not. All right. Okay. Uh, off of the image, let's line this up here. They say real estate is at a crossroads right now. Agree or disagree, Nicole? Agree. Crossroads. Okay. Through the last, uh, though the last two years proved to be very good for many industry veterans, the market has quickly shifted over the course of 2022. Homes are sitting on the market longer. Yes or no? Ish. Ish. Hit the hit the thumbs up button if they're sitting on the market ish. longer in your market. Longer ish. Mortgage rates are up. 
Yes. Yes. There you go. Yes. You've passed. <laughs> you, you've gotten that one correct. And it's entirely unclear what the future holds. Mm, I don't know. I don't know if it's entirely unclear what the future holds, but I got you. Um, you can't exactly predict that. So I'm with you on that. In that light, Inman recently uh, convened a gathering of top industry leaders during ICLV, which we just mentioned. During the meeting, the leaders were asked to share their best advice for other members of the industry. The tips they shared ranged from how to lead well, uh, how to lead well to advice on what cus consumers actually want. All right, so here's the blueprint. Let's start with Sean Black, the CEO of Knock in the prop tech section. He was a founder of Trulia back in the day before they sold to Zillow. I love Sean Black. We actually did a pod with him. You can, if you're not subscribed to Broke Agent Media, make sure you are on YouTube. And that podcast is on there with Sean. Sean says, there's clearly an opportunity to make the transaction more efficient for everyone. There's an opportunity for the real estate transaction to be more efficient for everyone, consumers and agents. I added that part in that you could double the number of transactions. You could double the number of transactions. I'm talking about a cold war right now as we sit here. His Sean's vision for the future is that we could have double up on 6 million transactions. We could have an annual year where we have 12 million transactions, Nicole. Half all of the fees, uh-oh, and you can automate all the work and keep the level of professionalism the same what I'll say about Sean is Sean is an advocate for real estate agents. He does believe though, that if you take out a lot of the work that agents administratively find themselves doing, the fees could come down. This is what he's saying with, with, with the right prop tech, property technology. That's what that means. With the right prop tech, you could do twice as many sales. Maybe it's for less money, but you would spend the same amount of time, the same level of professionalism on two mm -hmm. X amount of sales. Do you think that tech can get mm -hmm. agents to that place, I, racket well, or no? Well, it sounds like you'd have to double up on uh, the transactions in order to make the same amount of money. Then, right? That's I mean, what he's saying. But you would—he's yeah. saying you could double the the number of transactions. I know, but your money would still be the same. Mm, money would be the same. Money would be the same. Maybe so, you could triple. Could you triple? Hit a triple? If you want. <laughs> I like singles and doubles. So do you, do you, you see a world it. in the future where this is possible? Or do you think it's a racket? In the comments, what do you think? Do you think Sean's talking racket talk? Do you think PropTech can, can change the game? Nicole, what do you think? I still, I mean, he's saying that the professionalism would still be the same. I don't, I still think people like their people. I think people like to be around people and like people to help people. And they like to have a face to the people. Um, I'm calling this a little bit of a racket. All right. I, I'm not calling it a racket because I do think that the transaction uh, process is going to have a lot more automation in our future. And if you listen to guys like Sean and uh, certainly the execs at Zillow, and I, and I know, oh, I'm, I'm, I'm saying a lot of uh, curse words right now, but mm -hmm. th there's a lot of ways that you can start and that will happen. The agents uh, will not necessarily be writing contracts in the future. Buyers will be signing their own contracts and submitting them through an app in the future. That day is coming. That's going to save you agents time. I've, I've, I've listened to so many agents, so many agents this year. All I'm doing is writing offers all weekend that aren't getting accepted. Well, yeah. guess what? Technology is going to take that away from you. And are you going to be the agent that complains when that happens? Or are you going to be the agent that adapts to the new changing environment that consumers want? 
and use the technology to your benefit to get more transactions done to build deeper relationships. Don't complain when offers get taken from you because you're complaining about writing so many of them now. Pick one, agents. I'm not calling a racket on Sean. I never would. Maybe that's because I met him <laughs> and I don't want him to see this. Well, and His name's Black and I'm white, so. Ooh, a little, there you go. There you go. You both have blonde hair though. So there's that. Okay. Um, pro- staying in prop tech, Austin Allison, co-founder and CEO of Picasso. He founded the company with Spencer Raskoff, former longtime CEO of Zillow. Al- Austin says, in a changing market, resourcefulness is critical. Don't spend money too easily. One of the opportunities in this kind of market is that constraints force one to be resourceful. So he's looking at spending, okay? He's he's encouraging agents, brokers, team leaders, new agents and experienced agents to be resourceful on what they have at their fingertips. Don't go out and spend on the new shiny thing. Maybe if you're uh, considering a new hire, maybe you say, hmm, 80,000 or the cost for a virtue desk virtual assistant link below. Maybe you want to be resourceful in that way. There's a lot of ways you can be resourceful racket or not. Do you agree with Austin Allison? I 100% agree with him. Yep. I agree too. This is not a racket. This is absolutely sound advice. Be as resourceful as you can going into uh, somewhat uncertain times. All right. Mark King, president of Keller Williams. We are now in the agents section. We'll link this up in the show notes as we always do. If you want to check out this full blueprint, I don't think that this blueprint is behind the Inman paywall, but uh, we'll, we'll link it up. Mark King says, if you're willing to go that extra mile, you will triple your business. If you're willing to be committed, do the hard work, have grit. Have you heard that before, Nicole? I've heard that before. It's one of our core values. Be committed, do the hard work, have grit. If you're willing to do that, going the extra mile, okay, I'm going to, I'm committed to making, you know, five new relationships today. Go the extra mile, make a sixth. I heard a, I heard a pod. Who the heck was it? Um, they, they were talking about, it was like maybe a clipper, like they're like one more. Okay, my mentality is one more. One if I'm gonna more. make yeah. if I'm gonna make five new relationships today, it's always six. If I'm gonna go to the gym and do 20 reps, it's gonna be 21. Everything I do is gonna be one more. And when you build the when you do that every single day, you go the extra mile, it, you build a muscle that just cannot be competed with, right? You compound this type of mentality over and over again. So going the extra mile in this market, Nicole, racket or no? No racket. No racket. Mark King. You, you, your last name's not Queen, so no, no conflict well. there. You did change it our password be. to Queen once, and then I changed it back to King. You definitely changed it back to King, yes. That's our Wi-Fi password, by the way, so don't go trying to log into our Instagram or something. Okay. That's funny. Staying in the agents, Bernice yep. Ross. She's CEO of realestatecoach.com. She's a big contributor to Inman. There is gold in your database. Double down on being in regular contact. Nicole, you're going to like this face to face with the top 150 people. Not a racket. I 100% agree. I mean, they should, people should be doing this even in a good market. I mean, that's, this is all, and it's silly that we all have to sort of revisit it and be reminded of it, but it's huge. You just went to a cocktail hour 
in uh, a local board in Connecticut. Yes. The, lo- the local board did a cocktail. Yeah. And you met, you know, not met, you, you, you caught up with old friends. Old friends. And yeah. you also met some new people. I mean, one of them is onboarding right now. Uh, right a new now. agent is in the onboarding room that you met that night a couple, just a couple of weeks ago. Getting right face-to-face is always a good idea. How do you do that? You get out of the weeds of your business. Yes, you have I'd to refer you to that virtue desk link below going and getting some help, some support to your business. Listen, if you're not all in right now in this market on money making activities, that's your database. That's talking to people. That's putting yourself in position to be face to face in the game. This is not hiding behind doing uh, administrative paperwork and busy work and Mailers, mailers and such. Yeah. <laughs> it, it, it is not that in this market. It's talking to people in this market that's going to separate you yep. and where you're going to find those golden nuggets in your database. Yep. Okay. Um, let's go to the brokers quickly. Let's do that quickly. Yeah. I mean, you're really Mike, talking today. Mike Del Preti, real estate analyst. Love yes. everything he comes out with from time to time on Inman. He says, I don't need to log into another website and another freaking dashboard to manage the whole transaction. I just wanted to talk to somebody. So this is in the broker section of the blueprint. Yeah, you're going to like this one, Nicole. Mm-hmm. I like people. You don't want to log into anything. I don't I don't log into anything. <laughs> <laughs> you log into the real world every week. Okay, so not a racket there. It's in line with what Bernice was saying. Like, like old school, belly to the dining room table. Get, get yeah. in front of some peeps. And then let's finish it off with a good friend, Brad Inman, the founder of Inman. Who would have thunk? It's a great character of him. Yeah, so like if you look at this, if you look at the link here, they did all these little cartoon uh, mm-hmm. images of these guys. Yes. Brad, Brad says, I used to say the real estate ship is slow moving and takes a while to turn around. Historically, for sure, that, that's the way it's been. But this one feels like everything is in this day and age. But hold on. But this one feels like everything in this day and age, mm-hmm. colon, yes. the changes in the market suddenly happened very quickly. Okay. I'm going to call a little bit of a racket on this, Nicole. Okay. And The why? changes in the sense that, okay, over the last 15 years, Zillow's made, you know, they've done the, the right thing and made access to listings and everything available to everybody. But we just went through two examples, Mike DePretti, uh, Bernice Ross, even Mark King, that this is still a relationship business. This is still a talk to more people, build more trust, have more conversations than everybody else. That hasn't changed at all. That's very consistent. Um, the market, if he's talking about the overall market, the changes in it, the last two years was a, was a crazy change. We're going into a normal market right now. Right. We're going into what we've normally seen where homes actually stay on the market a little bit longer. So I'd love for, I would have loved to have maybe heard more context to this. So I'm, I'm, without the context, I'll go a little bit of, of a racket there. Okay. And the, the, this blueprint is, it's, it's a lot of good little tidbits to read it's a through. Lot of, I feel like I want to cut it up and turn them into flashcards. Like, there you go. Cut it up, right? turn it into flashcards. All right. Yeah. Let's get All into right. my favorite real word segment. Your favorite ever. Segment three, left, middle, Right. This is such a great new segment. These are the headlines in politics, real estate, entrepreneurs, and agents need to know right now. We're not being political, which is why it's left, middle, right, but we are mm, 
needing to be aware of what's happening so that we can have educated conversations in our community so that our community, our consumers, our database knows that we are professional and that we can actually speak to, uh, you know, intelligently what is happening around us and how that may impact their possibly biggest financial assets. So Nicole, what are the headlines in politics? First headline we need to know painful water cuts that may impact millions in Southwest are coming. This is a yeah, CNN th- article. Yeah, this is CNN and they're talking about um, Colorado river shrinking and uh, Lake meds level plummeting. So if you're in this part of the country, if you're an agent similar to uh, fires in North California, similar to, you know, any other natural disaster that's happening in an area, you, you are going to have all these headlines. You know, if I'm, if I'm thinking about moving to Colorado, for example, but I don't have much experience in Colorado as a buyer and I see this CNN headline, I might go home and say, honey, I don't know about Colorado anymore. There's no water. There's, there's no water. We are out of water. It's impossible to move to Colorado because I didn't take the step to dig a little bit deeper. And as an agent, as a real estate professional, that's your job to on YouTube, take this headline, refer to CNN, and then give people that are thinking about moving to Colorado, what's actually happening on the ground floor. And if it's good, bad, whatever the the real case is, for and this is definitely a concern just a year ago the, the department of interior declared the first shortage on the colorado river a tier one but the last 12 months did not bring enough rain and snow so like it, it seems to be getting worse according to the cnn article but if i'm living in a neighborhood outside of this in colorado what's it mean for me and if i'm on youtube i'm, I'm using this as a headline uh the water crisis in colorado means this for home buyers okay that's something that's going to get certain. I mean, YouTube's the biggest search, uh, number two search engine in the world behind Google. Google owns YouTube. That's going to get hit. And if you're the person educating home buyers moving into the community, you're going to be the trusted resource. And so I would know this data inside and out. I know that in California, when all the fires were happening, there was a lot of, uh, you know, agents that did a good job of one, supporting the community through those hard times raising funds, doing stuff to support. And then number two, educating them that like, you know, the entire state didn't burn down. There there are still a lot of people moving in. Okay. All right. Next article. Ready? From the Wall Street Journal. Teacher shortages prompt U.S. schools to get creative in recruiting. Yeah. Officials are turning to virtual teachers, military and college students during a tough hiring session. And they're talking about uh, you're talking about a lot of different places. So this impacts a lot of different markets. Maine is mentioned here, Texas, Florida, New Jersey, New Mexico. Um, there, there's a whole bunch of different markets. And one of the best pieces of advice, Gary V said it. There, there's an article on BAM right now on Broke Agent Media that's that recaps the forward conference that just happened in real estate, Neil Holmes uh, conference. And in Gary's talk. During during that conference, he talks about the the best piece of marketing any agent can do is interviewing the principal at the local school. Nicole, how often do people move dependent on schools? Uh, 
I would say 80% of the time. All if the they time. have children. Yeah. If they have children. They're, yeah. they are very, I just dropped off my daughter today. To kindergarten. How first do you feel day about it? of kindergarten ever. You loved it. You know, you'll never have another first day of kindergarten. And I got to tell you. Did you one tear? Thing, did what? Did you tear? No, not even close okay. to it. Okay. But, um, it, it, you know, it's a big day. And mm-hmm. I got to tell you one thing I, I, that one thing I notice about dropping off my daughter at her first day of kindergarten is that the parents are as much enthralled with the first day of school as the kids are. I mean, some of these parents at the first day of kindergarten mm-hmm. are dressed up like it was their first day of college. I mm-hmm. mean, they were, they were like really taking this whole thing seriously. And I get it, the photos and all this stuff, but it shows you how much parents and people in their community are engaged in school, Absolutely. are passionate about what's happening in the school system of their town, of their city. And the best piece of marketing you can do is interviewing those individuals, teachers. Maybe it's just the second grade teacher. Hey, there's a teacher shortage right now. What's it like to be a teacher in an environment where you're short on staff, you're short on maybe supplies, you're short on support, and you can really highlight that teacher for being, you know, what a great headline, the hardest worker in X town, teacher, blah, blah, blah. And you're the interviewer. People are that, that. That interview is going to get searched three, four years down the road as people think about moving to your community. You're the one that's conducting it. So I'd want to know everything that's happening in my school system. Nicole, you have kids, so like you know everything children. that's going on. And I have a, a husband system. that's a teacher. And you have a is there a school shortage or a teacher shortage there? Probably not. No, I don't no. we're not having any shortage. No. no luckily. No, shortage. no luckily. Would you agree that your intimate knowledge of the school system has helped you get more business and, and get more trust in clients? Get more business. Well, I mean, has, obviously, has it trust. helped you educate trust, yeah. more? Of course, one hundred, one hundred percent. Yes, absolutely. Could, could you see that putting out the right content around the school uh, could help you? attract more business. Yeah. And I'll be honest, you know, the, the easiest and quickest way, if you're afraid of like, where do I get the questions, go on to any of your local, like Facebook groups, like parent groups, dude, all of the questions are being asked on those groups, especially right now with school starting, you know, they're asking about, I mean, and again, maybe it's not even about teachers all the way through. Maybe it's, I mean, it could be something as silly as just like where to access things, like where to get like the lunch menus. And I mean, there's a lot of questions being asked on those local parent groups. That's where you're getting all your questions from. Again, you made me read a book a few years ago, that marketing book. I didn't make you you do anything. Well, you, you requested it. They ask, you tell, I mean that, and like, just read that book and just follow the rules in that book for your entire business. And like, all like all the work is is lifted from your lap. I mean, there, there's questions everywhere for you to be answering. Yeah, that book is literally the blueprint we were talking about. It in, is. They they ask you answer by Marcus answer. Sheridan yeah. is the book, and you take that book and you start an interview show around all of the people associated with the school system. Yeah, and you mm-hmm. answer the real questions. Yeah. Like in that book, there was an example. Like no one could get an answer about how much an above ground pool was, and one company answered the question, and it right. like, and they got all the business. I mean, you just right. have to answer the questions. Yeah. All right, last one, Nicole. On last left, one, middle, right. Yep. 
Fox News. Uh, San Francisco defunded the police before reversing course the next year amid calls of accountability. Yeah, San Francisco diverted $120 million from police and sheriff departments in 2020. They were taking that money and they were, you know, putting it into, you know, other things. They, they, they started to fund initiatives for black Americans in the Golden City. And they, they just wanted to reallocate those funds. And then now they are reversing course. They're reversing course on that uh, because San Francisco's data on homicides, um, you know, increased nearly 30%. Murders increased uh, 30% in 2020, marking the largest single year increase in killings since the agency began tracking the crimes. Also, they saw a mass exodus in their uh, community protection departments, the police. And so now they've said, okay, we've got two years of data. This didn't work for us. I listened to the All In podcast, which is an amazing podcast. It talks about the economy. It talks about investing. These guys are all like billionaires. And uh, three of them, maybe all of them, I think all four of them maybe even, they've all had companies in Silicon Valley, San Francisco. And I think at least three or four of them live in San Francisco. And they've all talked about uh, this, this crime issue you know, being a big issue in, in their city. And, um, you know, one of the things that uh, you, you definitely, it's just like you see these headlines and you definitely just associate right now San Francisco with being crime riddled. And, you know, certainly there there is a lot of homeless and you see that and, and that's what you see. And, and so if you're a real estate agent in that community, this is a big story for people who have been maybe exiting the city. You've seen now real estate prices in San Francisco. That is one of the markets where they're actually going down right now. And people uh, have had hesitancy in the last 12 months to move into those areas. So this is a story that I'm not taking a position on police and, and all that kind of thing, but that I'm saying, hey, uh, the numbers and maybe with the, the allocation of funds for crime are going back in the right direction. I get it. Agents, crime is a touchy subject. People have, um, you know, we, we've gone through it here on The Real World where people are like, there's a lot that goes into crime, blah, 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 blah. Well, gotcha. But the numbers are what they are here in SF. And the the city is reacting to that. I'd want to be you know, if I'm talking to a buyer, it's relocating from Manhattan, coming into San Francisco. Hmm. Tell me uh, about all these things that I'm, you know, hearing all this bad. Well, hey, here, here's what they're doing uh, to correct course. San Francisco obviously is, you know, birthed so many of our great companies in this country. And, and here's what they're doing to focus in on the safety. So know the data as the agent. Be willing to educate on it. Be willing to articulate the benefits of it and stay away from the divisiveness of it. And that's just digging into the data like that, like that number I gave you there, the resignations um, and the, uh, the crime, right? Nicole, final thoughts? Great show. You love the show. Great show. 41 love the minutes. Show. Great uh, show. I'm going to see you next week. We're going to do this show live. 
live from Dallas. Well, not it won't be live. You'll still be able to see it the way you always see it. Well, Make sure but I'll be live with you. I will be. We will live be with in you. person in Dallas yes. from the Tom Ferry Summit recording this show. It is going to be a monster of a show. Make Uh-oh. sure you're subscribed to Broke Agent Media on YouTube. You don't want to miss. By the way, you don't want to miss the vlog Anything? that is hitting tomorrow. This vlog is absolutely bananas. If you're not subscribed to this channel, you're absolutely insane. Insane. I, I don't know what you're thinking. I appreciate all you guys for following the real word. And I love the comments we're getting on the real word. Continue to pour in and, and just continue the to say- The real word should have a vlog. Oh my we God. Should, we should have a place. vlog. Well, you'll be on the, the Dallas vlog, Nicole. When's the Dallas vlog? Well, it's next week when we're there. I mean, we're going to be filming it next week and then mm. it'll certainly go out at a later time. But- um, Sounds like yeah. I should maybe get, like a, I should get my spray tan on, right? Get sure. ready. Yeah. Get ready. I love all the comments. This is a lot of people's favorite show on the BAM network, Nicole. So I love those comments. Love the thumbs up. Appreciate you guys. Hopefully we get to meet some of them next week too. Yeah, we'll see a bunch of you if you're in Dallas. Let us know in the comments if you're going to be there. Let's take some time to say hello. Nicole, I'll see you in a few days. Bobby, I'll see you too, brother. I'll see you there. We'll see Bobby. And we'll see everybody back here next week on The Real Word. Keep it real. See you guys. 